This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by EpicMerchStore.com, an amazing website offering tons of merch like t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kid merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the world. You can find merch for bands like Chaser, Much the Same, Mew, Dead by Stereo, Diesel Boy, Darko, Bracket, Useless ID, Venaria, Tsunami Bomb, and so many more. You can choose between many different colors and sizes, and EpicMerchStore.com also offer flat rate shipping costs. I love them, and I have lots of shirts from them too. I think my favorite is my fully yellow shirt. <laughs> But also my William Scream shirt, because it's my favorite band. Anyway, get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Hello my friends, welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 19. I'm your host, my name is Emily, and I'm a passionate punk rock woman from Quebec City, Canada. If it's your first time in the crowd, welcome! On this podcast, I'm interviewing amazing guests. I'm giving you recommendations for great bands from all around the world. I talk about some punk rock news and different punk rock related topics. On today's episode, you'll hear the last part of the conversation I had with Melanie K from Backbreakers Canada and Melanie KPR. She's gonna make a recommendation for the band Circus Rhapsody from Germany. I'm gonna play a song from the new We Are The Union album and the more recent Chris The Make song. I will also share your answers about your favorite Fatbreakers albums. I think this episode will be a lot of fun because punk rock is fun and ska music is really, really fun. <laughs> Hello there, punk rockers from all around the world. I hope you are doing amazing today. I'm great. I have a lot of great things for you today, so I won't talk too much in the intro. I just want to say that I'm really happy because I can't stop seeing great news about amazing shows and festivals. I recently read that Bad Religion is going on tour in Spain and Portugal. They're gonna play with Suicidal Tendencies, Millen Collin. Oh, I'm wearing a Millen Collin shirt today. Yeah, and Pule, so that's great. Oh, by the way, do you pronounce Polly or Pule? I don't know if it's because I'm French-Canadian, but I always said poulet, poulet, poulet. I interviewed Scott Radinsky a few episodes ago, and I think he said poulet, but he never told me I was wrong saying poulet, so I think we can choose, it's fine. So that's great news for people in Europe, especially in Spain and Portugal. Oh, and some of you asked me, Hey, Emily, are you going to the Punk and Droblik Festival in Denver to see NoFX? Less than Jake, sick of it all, get dead, Palato Pirates? Well, the answer is no. Because in Canada, the travel restrictions are still pretty severe, so mm, I don't think it's a good idea. But I'm really happy for you guys. Oh, I also saw that Boy Sets Fire is going on tour on East Coast in September. Rise Against, Descendants and the Mizingers are going on tour together in the US too. Uh, 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 what else? What else? Yeah, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Venomous Pinks, Last Gang and Make War in the US. Life is great. Life is fucking great now. I also want to welcome a new patron on the Patreon. Salut Guillaume Trudel. <laughs> Guillaume lives in Gatineau in Quebec, so he speaks French just like me. He's doing live videos in punk rock concerts. He's playing competitive video games. He loves watching documentaries. I do too. 
I think, I mean, learning things is rad, right? Uh, he loves playing bass and taking care of his family. His favorite bands are Mute, Adrenalized, Satanic Surfers, Craig's Brothers, Cigar, Willem Scream, etc. I think we have very similar tastes. Yeah. So if you want, you can join us on the Patreon for exclusive content. This support is super appreciated. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, okay, okay. I'm super excited because I really love the new song from Chris the Makes from Less Than Jake. The song is called Father Time and he gave me the permission to play it on this episode. And this song makes me happy and sad at the same time, gives me a lot of emotions because Chris wrote this song for his own father who is fighting against the Parkinson's disease and he wanted to write a song for him while he's still here. And yeah, it makes me emotional because I think it's exactly how we should live our life. We all are going to lose our parents someday. I mean, most likely it's going to happen. And the, the only thing we have control on is the time we spent with them. And it's so important to, to create great memories and to tell them that we love them as much as possible, whether it's in a song or on a phone. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I love my parents so much. They are so great. I think the thing I'm most grateful of about my parents is that they always allowed my sister and I to be completely authentic. Sure, they put some rules when we were young, but they always allowed us to be completely ourselves. They always respected our choices without any judgment, any pressure. And for me, it's really, really precious. <laughs> I mean, I'm 37 years old, I don't want kids, and I'm still playing some punk rock covers in bars. <laughs> I'm hosting two different punk rock podcasts, and they are still proud of me. That's really great. Good job, Mama and Papa.
Yeah, I like everything Chris the Makes makes, including his podcast, Chris the Makes a Podcast. <laughs> it took me five times to say the sentence correctly, but I made it. <laughs> I'm feeling funny. I want to make some jokes. It's Friday night for me right now. I'm recording. I'm always recording on Friday night. Sometimes I'm enjoying a coffee. Tonight it's a white IPA. Mm. But now it's time to listen to the second part of the conversation I had with Melanie Kay. Today we talked about women in the punk rock scene, how she's working in her day-to-day -day life. I had a lot of questions for her about that. About the fact that she's a kind of Tinder app for bands and medias <laughs> and about some advices she could give to the bands and podcasters. Oh, why not? I mean, it's always and fun to have some conclusion. advice from a great woman like Melanie. Let's go. So let's talk about women. You've been playing with women uh you've been playing music with women you are working with me with women and you've been in the industry well or like in the punk rock scene for years not that you're old but it's interesting to have your your perspective of the evolution of, of our space mm -hmm. so, well uh, the very first time i ever played live i was 15 singing in you know this band last prayer with you know three of my friends and um We went backstage to get ready to go on, and it was uh, met with uh, no girlfriends backstage. So yeah. Oh no. And uh, so Damn. you know that that was sort of the beginning of that, and you know, it, it's still a boys' club, but uh, there's more women and there's more people that you know won't put up with that bullshit however they identify in terms of, you know, gender and all that jazz. But, um, you know, uh, I say all that jazz because it, for me, such a fluid thing, right? And, and it mm -hmm. feels very yeah, yeah. sort of an yeah, old yeah, yeah. way of thinking in terms of, you know, men and women totally. and that's it. But um, yeah. when I started in this band, uh, Last Prayer, that felt very much like how it was. And it was a sense of us against them. Mm, and um, really? uh, I have to say that I'm optimistic that things are going to get better and things mm -hmm. are better for women now. True. And I think um, one of the things that uh, I've navigated as a mother is um, I think that just in general, respect has to be earned and it has to be mutual. And mm -hmm. one of the ways that you show respect is by having good manners. But True. I've said to my daughter that you don't have to compromise yourself in the name mm -hmm. of good manners. And I did that. I've done that. I did that. I've done that for my whole life um, until maybe the last five years. I've been into this. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, uh, it feels like uh, if I was, you know, how people go, oh, what would you say to your 16 year old self or this kind of thing? <laughs> Is that yeah. uh, it's, it's not rude to stand up for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And sure. I think that in general, if people um, could get their minds around that, regardless of what end they are on in that equation, that things would be a lot more equal. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about a boys club. I feel it, but I feel also that it's not intentional, you know, because a lot of men would say, yes, we want more we- more women mm-hmm. in the scene and you have your space. And I-, I feel like it's genuine. So what can we do knowing that almost all men would like to see more women, but at the same time, there's still a boys club or is it the right word to use boys club? I don't know, but mm-hmm. what's your, what's well, your thought? Well, I think that, that awareness is definitely a good step in the right direction. And for instance, mm-hmm. when programming festivals, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at what kind of artists that you have booked at your festival and making a conscious decision not to book Uh, you know, bands that um, have, you know, different um, cultural backgrounds and different mm-hmm. genders represented and totally. different everything totally. that um, that it's, you know, still a conscious effort to book bands that are incredible um, and that feel like a good fit for your festival, but that it's not the same thing over and over again. And it's just like when you're hiring people to work for your company mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you're choosing people to work uh, with on whatever capacity that you look at the people that you're gravitating towards and stop and think about how can I be more inclusive? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. about yeah. It's about action, action now. now. Yeah. 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 There's so awareness a, and then putting yeah. action to that awareness. In Quebec, we have the Puzza Fest, and I think it's pretty much equal or almost like the the representation of, like you said, gender uh, diversity, yes. uh, cultural and women. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's so great. And the lineup is always amazingly good. Absolutely. And year. that's a good example of a festival mm-hmm. that consciously decided to make sure representation was part of their programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so um, right. but it was a matter of stopping and looking at the artists that they had on, uh, you know, one year after the other mm-hmm. and thinking to themselves, we can do better. And in my opinion, they have. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Because like I said, it's not intentional. They're, I'm sure they're sincere, but now it's the time to, like you said, sit down and think and think of how, how you can improve it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about when internet arrived, but in your day-to-day work, yeah. uh, it's a tool, but also I guess some bands can auto-promote themselves way more now. So how do you deal with those two aspects? Well, um, you know, it's interesting because when I sang in bands, now I sing in a choir. I started a choir, I think it was six years ago now, and my very dear friend uh, died and I was shattered by uh, his death and I had to figure out how I was going to feel happy again. And one of the things that's always made me feel happy is singing. 
but I didn't want to be in a band anymore because I had done that many times and I knew the drill, but I uh, love singing. So I put it out to a bunch of women. uh, Do you want to sing in a choir and a local cafe in my neighborhood, uh, Lazy Daisy Cafe, I'll give them a shout out. Um, The owner, Don, said that we could rehearse there and, uh, and it just all came together and we keep going and it's called the happy hour choir and uh that was sort of my outlet but um in terms of uh what was the actual question i'm sorry uh it was about uh, it was about internet, internet and, how you, and how you deal with the fact that uh it's at the same time a very useful tool and at the same time How do you deal with the fact that bands can auto-promote themselves? Right. Okay, so now I'm from my train so... of thought because yeah, I went yeah. off on a different <laughs> tangent. But um, I love this So sport. when I was singing in bands, I was also a publicist. And it was very awkward because my bandmates would assume, because I'm a publicist, that I would do our press. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. much different. It's a completely different dynamic to um, approach a press outlet and yeah. say we're really good we deserve some coverage to they're really good they deserve some coverage mm-hmm. so sometimes I would pretend that I wasn't in the band because it felt more objective yeah so yeah. I think that that's something to navigate if you're in a band and you're trying to get press for yourself and in terms of how to execute it um you know yeah It, it seems sort of lame, but on a lot of levels, it's a word of mouth thing. But, you know, getting uh, out there and doing the work and playing lots of shows and, you know, uh, connecting mm-hmm. with friends and, you know, maybe uh, people that do radio shows or, you know, have sort of a grassroots mm-hmm. outlet. It's all, in my opinion, a building process. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, a lot of bands want to, you know, sign to another label or a label that, you know, they've never been on a record label before. And they ask me, how can we do this? And I tell them that the first thing a label is going to want to know is that they are doing the work, regardless of being on a label or not. And mm-hmm. uh, the whole notion of uh, that we're going to get signed to a label and then they're going to do this and this for us, uh, it's as you can imagine, not that appealing to a record mm-hmm. label to want to sign a band that's got that expectation. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more interesting to see that a band has got tenacity and, you know, really dedicated and it's not about going for the brass ring and they're really enjoying and authentically loving the experience regardless of what the outcome is or how they measure success. So, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, how do you become a publicist or how do you, you know, mm-hmm. be in a band that's mm-hmm. on label and these sort of measures of success. I think the success is uh, enjoying what you're doing in the moment that you're yeah. doing it. Wow. That's so great. Um, I want to know, because your job is so interesting for me, because uh, I love to help bands too, So, but but in a different way. What is a, your day-to-day tasks at your job? So you, I guess you're always, 
into emails and stuff. But tell yeah, me more, tell me more about your day to day. Well, I mean, in the last year and a half, it's been a lot different, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, uh-huh. what I would say most recently, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. my day to day task is doing a lot of what I would consider consulting, and basically managing uh, people's um, art and how to put it out there and continue a sense of awareness and keeping momentum going. But beyond the pandemic type challenges, a lot of it is um, sort of making sense of something that maybe doesn't seem like it has a lot of sense to it because it's art. Mm -hmm. So, you know, creating assets and a story that one can share and that is tangible Mm -hmm. and that you can present. And, you know, let's face it with the internet, uh, everyone's attention span is pretty minimal. So it has to be (laughs) extremely concise and, you know, kind of really kind of cut to the core. Okay. What are we trying to tell you here? You know, and, uh, and then just push it out. And the thing about it is, is that, Never mind that I've worked with all these artists for a long time and some, mm-hmm. you know, I've just started working with, but um, I've also worked with these journalists a lot. So I know yeah. what uh, artists, when I have something, it's not like a cookie cutter thing. I'll, I'll have a band mm-hmm. and I, I think, oh, I know, you know, she's going to love this and it's totally up her alley. And, yeah. and yeah. so I don't sort of do blanket servicing it's very uh, specific to the artist and to the journalist or the outlet that I'm working with. You're like a dating app for journalists. I am. I'm like the Tinder <laughs> of punk rock. And bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm like, a, you know, one of those ants that's always fixing up people, but it's well, artists I, and journalists, right? I swipe a lot of your bands right. Is it, oh, is it right? The, the good thing, the, the match. I, I've never been on dating apps. <laughs> no, I have not. I swipe them the right, the right side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. I've missed all that because I've been married, you know, longer than yeah. all that existed. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know anything about that jazz. But <laughs> I, I've heard that my friends swipe right. I, I guess they do. So, yeah. right, is, so right is the when you, you want a match. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> I love the uh, the analogy of uh, of you being a match a dating app yeah, for bands, I, I, and, I but, it's, but it's kind of true. It's, it's great, <laughs> great. And speaking of uh, speaking of match, there's another repunkmendation you wanted to play, yeah. and it's a great match with me. It's the, a band from Germany called Circus Rhapsody. Yes, yeah, they're they're so fun and uh, a really. Uh, sort of special band uh, I, I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to see them perform I think that that would be uh, you know an unforgettable evening and they're on uh, a really amazing label out of San Diego called Mannequin Vanity Records mm. and the fellow Jake runs that label again is such a pleasure to work with and um, yeah I I, I just feel very lucky uh, with 
everyone that I get to work with. Um, and he's definitely an example of that. Great. Uh, I love all the influences in this band. I hear some ska punk, gypsy punk. Reminds yeah. me a little of Gogol Bordello they, at some they, point. Uh, have a cotton candy machine at their show. So yeah. who, who doesn't love <laughs> cotton candy? Oh, so it's not only on their on their uh, artwork. It's it's a true thing. Yeah, it's a true it's thing. Fine. Wow. Wow. Uh, reminds me sometimes of Drop, uh, Dropkick Murphys. Mm -hmm. So there's some rock and roll. Yeah, they're sort of a Celtic-ish vibe, right? Yeah. 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 So let's listen to one of their songs right now. They just released a single. Yeah, right? their album comes out on uh, June 2nd. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, let, let's listen to that and then we're going to have the conclusion of this interview. And today I want to play their song Circus, which is the opening song. I love the skate punk influences on this song because, yeah, on top of all the influences we talked about, like ska, Celtic punk, metal, <laughs> punk rock. They also have some skate punk songs. And I like that. Let's go. Just listen to this great band, Circus Rhapsody. And Melanie, uh, for ending this interview, I had some questions from the listeners um, okay. on Instagram. I, may, I asked some questions uh, on stories and some people answered. And all the questions were about what is the secret for a band to, be, to work with you or to... I don't know. I know you, you don't work on 
catching bands and for labels, you know, right. but you, you might have a, an idea. I mean, you were talking about artwork, uh, artworking ethic for yourself, yeah. but I, I guess it's the same thing for the band, right? Um, I think, you know, it's sort of like a, when you see a band and maybe you don't know them, and you see them playing and they're having lots of fun on stage and they're just doing it for themselves. So that is sort of an infectious Yeah. positive yeah. vibe, you know? And so that, that's definitely part of it. And uh, I think, you know, being realistic, a lot of what I do is managing expectations oh, yeah. because oh, sometimes, yeah. oh. uh, you know, and rightly so, these bands that I work with are great. They deserve a lot of attention, but mm-hmm. um, it's also being realistic about um, sort of that whole building process. And, um, yeah. you know, like I said, the lyrics are really important to me and the message and the vibe of who they are when they're out in the world. And, you know, um, mm. it, it's sort of like a, a whole package that I'm looking at when I'm considering yes. working yeah. with someone. And I don't um, overextend myself because I am right now just me. So I have to make sure that I'm not booking too many clients at once and then they're competing yeah. with each other. So I guess it's a mix so of, mix of, of fitting with the, punk, with rock the punk, rock punk rock ethic, like the punk rock values, um, being like hard worker, uh, great music, probably. No, like music, a great uh, message. Yeah, the message. Yeah, the and message. And it doesn't have yeah, to be exactly. political or, you know, this sort no, of thing. No, no, but no, 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 I get Even it. if it's yeah. just about, you know, allowing an opportunity for people to go and have some fun, that yes. is a yes. great thing, you know? So it doesn't right. have to be, you know, this sort of um, no, but sometimes social no, but sometimes awareness we, uh, yeah. spoken word yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, no. experience, but... Uh, if you're singing about something and it's not just sort of about fun and all that, then, you know, you may as well say something yeah. that's positive in the world. Great. And do you have any uh, tips maybe for me as a podcaster? Uh, what bands like about some podcasts and yeah, any thoughts of what is a good it's really journalist? to do your homework, mm-hmm. which you do. Mm-hmm. So it's not specifically to you, but I think, um, you know, it's disappointing sometimes to a band if uh, they do an interview and they're working a new single or a new release, whatever it is, and the person who's doing the interview hasn't listened to the song. Yeah, I couldn't do that. (laughs) And, you know, stuff like that. So, um, and it's also good for the artist to maybe check out the outlet and have a sense mm-hmm. of their um, vibe and, you know, what their yeah. approach is and, and their feel. You know, I, I do a lot of stuff with Intruder Green podcasts uh, from Max yeah. Intruder. And he, of course, is Intruder mm-hmm. Green. So he's always got his Intruder Green mask on. And, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, I think sometimes people are like, oh, so he kept his mask on. <laughs> I'm like, he's in true green. He's always got his mask on. Or, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. the strangest thing. And um, with, uh, you know, uh, Sam 
from Punk News. She and I do a lot of stuff together. And, and you know, it, it's sort of like both sides have to do their homework. Yeah. Like yeah. Said, like we and, said, you know, because earlier. everyone's got their style. And, you know, um, Sam and I did a, a women in music series last year. And, um, oh, is it on Punk News? I, I feel is like it? a lifeline for me uh, to work with her on that series and be able to celebrate uh, women uh, of all different styles, but rooted in punk. And, um, you know, if, if, People aren't aware of what someone else is doing. It kind of comes across like mm-hmm. they couldn't be bothered. So then totally. it starts off uh, the interaction in sort of a, a bummer type note because the person feels like they're not valued. Oh, yeah, yeah. The theory you 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 were talking about was it on the punk news? Yes, because oh, yeah. you oh yeah oh yeah great yeah that was just uh, a really great thing I I think for uh, everyone involved but uh, I have to say that I was so grateful to Samantha uh, for being mm-hmm. open to doing that because it was such uh, a dark depressing time. Uh, Um, you know, with all of this going on. So it was so nice um, to have that um, ability to focus on something so positive, like women in punk. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And, you really know, now, um, you know, with all these great clients I'm working with, I'm also um, part of the Punk Rock Museum Collective. And that sort of oh, uh, I been saw a similar that. thing yeah. where it's celebrating 50 years of punk rock and definitely an exclusive no not exclusive inclusive uh vibe to <laughs> all of it so again it's been really um a joy to be working on that yeah tell me more about, yeah, tell me more about that too um so yeah the, about the, the punk museum. Rock museum um yeah it's going to be launching uh we're thinking sometime this year uh you know in the fall at some point and uh it's uh a 12,000 square foot space in Las Vegas. And um, oh. yeah, it's uh, celebrating uh, 50 years of punk rock. Oh. And, you know, it'll be something that obviously if you're into punk that you would really dig. But even if you're not, it'll be something for everyone. Wow, I love, wow, I love this. Yeah. 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 I'll be talking about that uh on the podcast yeah and again yeah. all the people that i have the pleasure of working with on that are you know just mind-blowingly incredible so it's been great wow thank you so much melanie that oh, was an amazing you. conversation we thank could you. have like thanks drink for everything wine that you do <laughs> by the way and Aww. all your uh love and support to all the bands and all your hard work Aww. your uh oh, a real inspiration uh, everything that you Aww. do Wow, that and so thank you. Thank you so much and uh keep me informed of your project and the band you're working with. It's you know always a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thanks for having me. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. So having Melanie on the show inspired me to ask you about your favorite Fat Records albums and your opinion about the evolution of this very famous label. 
Oh, and by the way, on episode one and two, I interviewed Ryan Green, the legendary engineer, producer, and mixer worked on a lot, a lot of Fat Records albums in the 90s. So go check those episodes if you haven't yet. So I asked those questions in my Instagram stories and I think I got like 200 answers. You're amazing, guys. It's so much fun to talk about music with you every day. I'm really excited to share your answers right now. Let's start with Patrick, one of my Patreon. He said his favorite albums are Face to Face, Don't Turn to Win, Big Choice, Strung Out, Suburban Teenage Whistling Blues. Uh, 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 what else? What else? Oh, I think the most popular answer I received was the famous Survival of the Fattest compilation. I think it introduced you and me too to so, so, so many bands. Oh, and Let's Talk More Rock from Propagandy came out a lot in your answers. Rise Against, RPM, Revolution Per Minute. And I totally forgot it was on Fat Records. And I love this album so, so, so much. You named also Lagwagon, Blaze and Duh. I mean, you named almost all the Lagwagon albums, but those were the two most popular. Descendants, cool to be you. I also forgot this album was on Fat Rex, so thank you for the reminders. It's amazing. You also talked a lot about, of course, all the NoFX albums, but mostly about Punk and Droblick and The Decline. And I totally agree that those two are legendary. The Decline is actually my favorite song in the world. I love the original song. I love the Red, Red Rocks uh, orchestra version too. It's just so great. Someone also named The Split with NoFX and Rancid. And I think it's a very, very, very great album too. What else? What else? One I totally forgot and I'm so happy to for you to remind me is The Loved One and the album Keep Your Heart. Yeah, it's such a great album. You also talked to me about more recent stuff like the new Bump Ups album, the new Get Dead and the new Suicide Machines albums. All of them were released in 2020. It was a great, great music year on Fat Records, indeed. You also talked to me about the Flatliners and the amazing album Cavalcade, Anti-Flag, The Terror State, The St. Catherine's, Dancing for the Cadence, yeah, Quebec, <laughs> Against Me as the Eternal Cowboy, and a lot of New Year's for them record. Oh, you want to know about me? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I think my ultimate favorite Fat Record album is Making Friends from No Use for a Name and The Decline, like I just said. I also asked you your opinion about the evolution of Fat Records and the majority of you like the evolution even if you miss the 90s sound of Ryan Green. I received a lot of comments about you being happy that more bands with women are the, on the label. I couldn't agree more, like the Bump Ups, Bad Cup, Bad Cup. I think the last gang are on Fat Rec too. I think it's a very good thing. Some of you think that Fat Records change, but it's still consistent. So you can still notice the Fat Records sound and you think it's a good thing. I agree with that. A lot of people answered that you love that Fat Records policy of just releasing what Fat Mike feels like. It's a good thing. 
he had to say no to bigger bands just because he didn't feel it and turned down probably a lot of money because he wanted to stay authentic. Yeah. I also received some answers saying that uh, you wish they could acknowledge their roots a little more. And some people just don't like the evolution of Fat Records at all. <laughs> I respect that. It's okay. I mean, it's a matter of taste, right? And still about the evolution, I really like the answer of my patron, Patrick. He said, if nature teaches us anything, if we don't evolve, we die. And so it goes with most things in life. Was punk meant to be for only a specific moment in time? I think no. The beauty of punk music is that you respect the old music as much as you do with the new music. He also said that women always been into punk rock music and it was about time that they got more recognition. And I agree with that a lot. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> oh, you still want to know about me? Okay. <laughs> I'm personally still addicted to those good old 90s albums on Fat Record. They had a major, major influence on me. I also think that big labels have to make some space to new bands with another sound. I mean, my mission on Earth is to promote DIY and smaller bands, so it makes sense to me that big labels just jump into it and give some chances to new bands with a different sound. Yeah. And Legendary. I think it's you still great because they're still releasing the albums salad. from our legendary bands. like no effects like wagon good riddance etc so everything is great and i think fat records has a great balance even if a part of my heart is still in the 90s oh what a fun topic right <laughs> but now it's time to listen to a great repunkmentation i have for you that is not on fat records <laughs> The last song for today is for the band We Are The Union because I love their new album so much. The album name is Ordinary Life and I really love the positive musical vibe. This album just makes me smile even if the lyrics are talking about serious stuff like mental health issues, ADHD, dysphoria, breakups. It's just that the blend of ska punk, pop punk punk rock is just perfect one of my favorite songs on the album is called boys will be girls it's celebrating um, the gender identity spectrum and diversity i love it let's listen to it right now we hear the jokes you make we hear the nasty words you say I'll never get it, it's so pathetic Does your tiny brain make you this way? Maybe mama didn't tell you that she loved you enough Now you're feeling extra small and you wanna feel tough Well I've got some news for you We don't give a shit what you do Or at all about you Boys will be girls more 
your ego slack It must be sad to be so boring Recommendations? Check the show notes to reach them on social medias. If you want to support the Punk Rock and Show, it's easy. You can subscribe, share it to your friends, rate it five stars on iTunes. If you want to spend some money, you can give me some one-time donation on Buy Me a Coffee platform or on PayPal. You can also subscribe to the Patreon for exclusive content. Thank you so 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 much to all of you who already did. The next episode is gonna be all about repunk mandations and I'm gonna have two amazing guests, Laura and Terry from the Riot Squad Media. Don't miss this. Thank you so much to our sponsor, EpicMerchStore.com and thank you to Scott Alquist from 10 Football for the edit. Punk your life and see you next week! <laughs>